Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. the dance between what you desire the most and what you fear the most. Sometimes we have to just pause for what we're doing for a moment and just simplify things. So that's what I'm doing today. We're just going to simplify. We're going to bring it down to the basic. The basics is your success really is the equivalent of what you are able to get yourself to follow through on. That's it. You can sum it all up to that. And what you're able to get yourself to follow through on is the dance between what you desire the most and what you fear the most. If you let a fear story stop you, you stop. doesn't matter. Like, there could be a million other things going on. We could look at all different kinds of circumstances and situations, but the truth is that fear stopped you. If you have a desire for safety, over uncertainty and adventure and risk, then safety stopped you. If you can't get out of your head, your fear stopped you. Nothing else. Nothing else. So let's not complicate it, right? The idea is that you push to another level. You have to break through to another level. That means you have to overcome your own fear. You grow by overcoming your own fear, period. What does fear want to do? Fear wants to look at why you can't instantly, instantly. It wants to look at the facts, the figures. It wants to look at the past, and it wants to look instantly at why you can't and stop you right there. So I want to tell you a story. Here's the story. The story is, is, is this. When I was in a network marketing company, I, I was kind of, I was like religiously following the advice that I had gotten from the mentor and well, a couple of mentors that I had been working with and learning from at the time. And one of the things that I learned was recruit up, find people that are more effective than you are. Don't do what most people do and they recruit down. In other words, they start off at the level they're at, they recruit people that are less effective than they are, right? Well, I was not I was more I was I was I was more effective than most of the people that I do at that point but like nowhere near where I am today right so it was I was on my way up I was climbing I was trying to climb out of the the bucket of the crabs at the moment so this made sense to me recruit up find people that are more effective find people that have more influence find people that other people will listen to more that have the ability to recruit more people and if I do that then it's going to be easier for me to build because those people will actually do something. They're, they're more ambitious. They have more drive. They have less fear. They have different wants in the world. So one of the things was that, okay, so who would these people be? Because I certainly did not know any of them. How am I going to find these people? And when I would identify a group of individuals that I would start to go recruiting, the first one of the first ones that I identified was doctors. So now the question came, how do I get a meeting with a doctor? 
Because if you go into a doctor's office, the secretary's job is to keep him free of meetings, right? Because then everybody's coming into the doctor's office wanting a meeting. So I went into a few and I just tried like, you know, hi, my name is David Nagel. I'd like to, you know, request a meeting with the doctor. What's this about? I have this business idea for this doctor, you know, blah, 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 whatever the shtick was at the time. But basically that was the gist of it. And of course, I'm getting the door slammed in my face constantly. No, 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 no. They don't have any time. They wouldn't be interested. You're the fourth person this week that was here about that. No, no. So one of the other things that I learned was if it's not working, change your approach. You don't give up. You change your approach. So like, okay, how can I, how can I get to see this doctor when I can't get past the secretary? So I'm like, okay. What do we know? I know what the doctor looks like because at that time, the internet had just started coming out and they were posting their pictures on the internet. So for most of them, I could get to know what their face looked like, exactly what they looked like before I even went to the office. If I didn't know what they looked like, it wasn't easy. It wasn't difficult to find out. Just go sit in the waiting room for a little bit until you see the doctor come out of the back and talk to somebody and then you get up and leave. You know what it looks like. So then I tried something different. I would go up and I would try a traditional approach, but with a little with a little twist. I'm like, what is the secretary's job? The secretary's job is to get rid of me, right? So if I if I have a conversation with her and I push a little bit, right? So, so, that, so that she starts pushing back and I and I get her to the point where she thinks she's getting rid of me, and I slip a subtle question in that seems totally innocuous. Maybe she'll answer it. And if she answers that question, I'll know how to meet the doctor. So here was my, here was my approach. I'd walk in, say who I was, what I was doing. And of course, it was the same answer. No, 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 no. And I would, I would push a little bit. Like, I'm going to be insistent on this so that she starts pushing back. So they really start to get indignant. Then I'd be like, okay, 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 okay. All right. Just what, curious. What time does the doctor go to lunch? Is that a possibility? And they'd be like, no, he goes to lunch at one o'clock, but he's having lunch. He's not going to meet anybody. I'm like, I get it. I get it. I get it. I won't bother you again. Okay, goodbye. So then I would leave. What do I know? The doctor goes to lunch at one o'clock. What do I probably know? He's not having lunch there, right? So I would go out in the parking lot and wait for the doctor to come out at one o'clock. And then I would walk up to him in the parking lot. And most of these doctors do not have the ability to say no, just like anybody else. That's why they have somebody at the front desk that does it. And I would get meeting after meeting after meeting. I would do this with either lunch or I would do it when they were going home. And I was just, people were like, how the hell are you getting all these doctors? And I told them, here's my approach. And it works every freaking time because their focus is not about necessarily giving you information. It's about getting rid of you. So if I get playful with them and I just throw a little question in there that seems to be wrapped in something else, They'll answer the thing that I need while rejecting the thing that's a, that's kind of a distraction to them. And that's how I started to get doctors. And I had a ton of doctors that I recruited in my downline. And I did it that way. And then I figured that I could get to meet all different other kinds of professionals using the exact same idea. Hey everyone, Steph Tuss here, CEO for Life Is Now. If you like what you're hearing, why don't you go ahead and join us for an upcoming three-day boot camp we've titled Work Smarter, Not Harder. 
David and I are both going to be presenting him on deep mindset around scaling and leveraging in your business and me around specific strategies that we've actually used to scale and grow our business. The boot camp is taking place for two hours each day on June 20th, 21st, and 22nd. If you want more information or to click to join, just go ahead and take a look at the link in the show notes that's associated with this podcast. Thanks. So it, it worked. And here's an interesting, this is here's an interesting sidebar to this. Years later, years later, a guy comes to my seminars, works for one of the top pharmaceutical companies in the world. And in Brazil, they're enormous. They're absolutely enormous. And he wants to know how to, how does he increase what he's doing? So um, I actually have a private meeting with him. So anyway, we were sitting down and I was telling him, I was like, listen here's these different approaches that I would do. And he's like, you know, here's the wildest thing. He's like, nobody else in the pharmaceutical industry knows that except you and me. He's like, I figured that out five years ago. And it was one of the reasons why we grew to the top pharmaceutical company in South America, because we had to figure out how do we get in front of these doctors when nobody else can. And most salespeople, what are, they, what are they really concerned about? They're really concerned about the rejection. If you have 10 salespeople, you may have one that is a real superstar, and they don't care about rejection. They're completely driven. They're money-focused. They're sales-focused. They want to put numbers up on the board. But here's the thing. You can't – what I was able to do was be resourceful, consistently resourceful to keep creating – the numbers to keep creating the sales. If you get into a fear state, you're not going to be resourceful. You just won't be. It will shut you down. You'll find yourself walking around the house, looking at your computer, thinking about things, trying to unpack something from your past, trying to make sense of something. And if you boil, you get rid of all the crap, which is why I'm doing this, why I wanted to talk about this today, because we've been going in a lot of different directions, going deep in some stuff. And sometimes we just need to come back to the surface for some air and say, what is this? What are we doing? What we're doing is we're breaking through fear. That's what we're doing. This is all about breaking through fear and setting a new standard for yourself and reaching a new standard. So every day, if you cut everything else away, your job is to break through fear to get yourself to do what you need to do to become as successful as you want to be. And the only way that we can do that is by setting a higher standard for ourselves and immediately taking action on the opportunities that come to us. And if opportunities don't come to us, we have to create those opportunities, don't we? Yes, we do. So that is your job. Like I want you to really stay conscious of that for the rest of the week. You know, am I, am I backing off of fear because of fear or a sense of safety or security or certainty or whatever it might be. And you're not playing out as full out as you possibly can to get what you want. It's really, it's really interesting. You can see, I've watched this because I've worked with so many people. And in the beginning, I was also, you know, I was the guy that was there in the seminars when I was learning. And over the years, I watched certain people massively grow and other ones just continue to go to seminars with the intention of growing, but never doing it sometimes for 10 and 20 years and just never breaking through because they never figured out how to master their own fear. They're, they're stuck in magical thinking. They're always looking for another answer. 
there's this weird thing that does happen I'll tell you about. It's almost like, it's almost like consciously we know that, that we have to break through our own fear. And if we're in business, we're faced with whatever that fear is every day to move forward. But there's almost like this part of our brain that keeps going, something's going to happen where I don't have to do that. And we might not even be able to put language to it. You may not even be able to put it, put it out in a sentence. But I remember that there was a period of time where I was in that place. And I'll, it was really weird. It was a really weird experience because it hit me one day and I was like, oh, I have to make calls. Like I have to, I have to make calls. I have to ask. I have to ask every day. Like, what, what am I thinking? What was I waiting for? And I remember going back to that because I immediately started doing it. It didn't, it didn't keep me back. But I, I thought it was like weird. Like, what was going on in my mind that was what was I actually thinking was going to happen? Like something. And what I realized, this is where I came up with my whole theory that we're so programmed with the idea of success from celebrity in this world, that it just shows up in our life. You know, most of us, when we experience success, we see it through a monitor someplace. We see other people having success. And what does that link from a cause and effect perspective in our mind? It just shows up like, boom, there it is. This person became successful. So there's almost this hidden expectation that runs around in our brain that something's going to happen and boom, there we will, we'll be we'll be totally successful because we don't actually see the process that every single successful person goes through every day of, of, you know, between desire and fear. What do I want and what am I afraid of? And breaking through it every day, breaking through, breaking through, breaking through, breaking through until the fear goes away. And it's the only way the fear goes away. It's the only, it's the only way fear goes away. I still consistently get the question, how do I make the fear go away? You don't. You make the fear go away by doing it over and over again and reprogramming your mind that nothing bad is going to happen to you as you become successful. You know, whatever it is, whatever you're hallucinating that will happen if you ask a stranger to buy for something, and it's probably, there's nothing uh, realistic about it in your mind, that, that does not go away until you have a thousand people say yes to you. And, you, and your mind was, goes like, oh, I'm, I'm not dead. Nobody abandoned me. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. And one day you wake up and you're like, the fear's gone. And then you're in like total clear confidence what it is that you're doing. But it is a process of reprogramming. And every day you don't do it, every day you don't do it, you set yourself way back psychologically psychologically, not physically, because you can pick up the phone the next day. You do it too many days in a row, you got a problem. But every day you don't do it you, psychologically because it's not that you didn't do it. The question is, why didn't you do it? When the fear wins, it's like it's got another scorecard in your mind. You know, it, it throws another wire between the neurons and becomes stronger. And that's what it's constantly looking to do. So you have to consistently break it. And it's faith and courage and desire that breaks it and commitment. That's it. So again, life is the dance between what you desire the most and what you fear the most. Desire the right thing. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.